It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Placement. Hopefully, I'll be here for a while, but uh, I want to thank Ken Brew and Dan Carroll and others for pinching a bit the past uh, three weeks i've been with you once or twice a week as you know but now i'm back full time no reason other than a little r and r but once again the negotiations are ongoing in belarus involving Zelensky and the ukraine and how it impacts the tri-state is my concern and uh of course we have a local congressman brad wenstrup who has been to the ukraine and more to discuss all issues and uh, once again brad wenstrup welcome to the bill cunningham show brad how are you uh, uh congressman let's get into first of all uh, I know you've served in Iraq and Afghanistan. At no point when that was going on did I somehow think we could lose a war and that, that nation would, would overtake the United States of America. Of course, we lost Iraq, we lost Afghanistan, but I never had a thought in my mind, well, the Afghan warlords are going to come to America and nuke us all. I never thought the same thing about, about Vietnam or Korea. But he, here we sit, uh, and, and uh, at the end, really, the, the, the last day or two of February, and I've, in the back of my mind, a, a day or two ago, when Vladimir Putin said that uh, tactical uh, nuclear weapons are uh, uh, and enlarge the status of them and the minds of the generals, uh, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, my God, 1914, World War One. So, g- give us an overview from your perspective as to where we are now in Ukraine and where we go from here. Well, I was in Ukraine in December, right before Christmas, and it came across to me as a uh, westernized nation at this point, and it was very peaceful, and people going about their business, they're used to this monster being on their border, if you will. And in so many ways, I think the reaction of the world is we're seeing democracy versus authoritarianism and freedom versus oppression. You know, just a little bit of a his- history, obviously, Soviet Union fell in 91. Uh, in 2005, Pre- President Putin gave a speech where he said that the fall of the USSR, Soviet Union, was the greatest geopolitical catastrophe of the century. Well, yeah. for who? Yeah. I guess just for him and for his power. But 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 there from there, Russia, 1994, with the Russian Federation, with UK and with Ukraine, they did the Budapest Memorandum. And they said, we'll take the nuclear weapons out of Ukraine, but Russia must respect the independence and sovereignty of of Ukraine. Well, that was never going to be good enough for for Putin. And, you know, he has, uh, in my mind, something we'll call hubris syndrome. You know, this is someone who's narcissistic. His, His interest is over that of his nation. He shows contempt for people. It affects his judgment. And I think we're seeing that because he feels no personal risk. And I got to think that Belinsky's courage right now is probably really eating at him because he thought he would just walk right in. But the morale of the Russian troops, from what I hear from the, yeah. the Ukrainian yeah. boots on the ground, yeah. is that the morale of Russian troops is horrible. They said, why are we here? And you're going to get the Belarusian troops involved as well. And it's going to be even more so for them. Uh, but the Ukrainians, they know why they're there. They yeah. know why they're there. Yeah. You know, as you mentioned, you know, I'm a soldier. I've been to war. Morale matters. And the bravery of the citizens and you've got the members of their parliament and their citizens carrying weapons. They're not going down easily. 
But, you know, I don't understand the mindset of someone like Putin. You know, you have 32 countries around you that make up NATO. They exist in this organization because of you. At some point, do you do you not look in the mirror and say, uh, is it me or is it them? <laughs> you know, so I think that what we're seeing right now is a very united NATO and a European Union. And Germany's coming around more so than right. I had anticipated them to. Right. And and maybe in some ways this is the shot heard around the world that can be the end of Putin. Our intelligence community had this right. And they could, they could assess whether he was just doing exercise, whether he's on offense, whether he's on defense. Look, he went into Crimea in 2014 and just walked in there under Obama. Nothing happened really under uh, President Trump. No. Now he has seen a, a president, President Biden, that he feels he can test. He saw what happened in Afghanistan and things like that. But there's things we can do. And in talking to the Ukrainians, they really would like to see the Russians taken out of SWIFT, which is the International Financial Transaction Organization, and make sanctions that actually hurt. And time is of the essence because you don't just end this and immediately by putting in sanctions. It won't happen. It takes time. And he's prepared for it. You think he didn't know that that would come? Uh, but when you were talking about the no-fly zone, right. you know, I think some countries are saying, like Canada, it's closed its airspace to oh. all Russian aircraft operators. Oh. Just you're, we're going to exclude you from the international community, and that's what we need to do. Yeah, and in fact, it's been announced now you can't fly into to Moscow. You can't fly out of Moscow. The SWIFT thing is going to be gigantic. There were some uh, some reporters last night who said this morning that uh, they had to settle up their bill now before Monday opens up and uh, uh, before Monday and Tuesday happens in Moscow. They had to settle up their bill, and, and inflation was rampant anyway. So there's pain inflicted upon the Russian people, but not upon Vladimir Putin. Uh, let's get back to that no-fly zone. It's one thing to have mm -hmm. a no-fly zone in Syria or in Afghanistan. But a no-fly zone would mean in, in uh, Ukraine that American flyers would be confronting Russian planes. And then, then what happens? Are you in favor of a no-fly zone in the Ukraine? Well, uh, they are. I know the Ukrainians would like to have sure. one, and they would like to have that type of protection. And there are some assets that are getting their way, coming their way to EU member countries, and they're in talks to supply Ukraine with, with jet fighters. Okay, So that would be their no-fly zone. Uh, but in the other areas, it's more just denying them commercial flights and yeah. the ability to land in our country. Good. And I think that's more what we're seeing in the other area, as opposed to what we saw in Iraq with the no-fly zone, but, where we actually uh, would, would attack. Um, how does so, this work out? I mean, explain to me, uh, I, the Russians obviously could crush, if they wanted, Ukraine, carpet bombing, which they did in Chesnia. They could do that, but they haven't done it yet. On the other hand, Zelensky, the last four or five days, has been like George Washington. I mean, th this guy is incredible. He was given an option to take Uber out of the country. He said, no, I need ammunition, not a ride. Th this guy's status mm -hmm. is gigantic. How do the, at some point, the Russians are going to militarily win? Am I right or wrong about that? You're a soldier because I think they can win. And look what they did in Chesnia, uh, basically carpet bombed the place. Uh, is it true that uh, whether it's a week or 10 days that the Russians will win militarily? And then what? And then what happens? Did you agree with that, that the Russians militarily will win? Not can they win. Sure they can. Will they win? 
Yeah, I think that they can, but I think what they'll be facing is the devastation at home, and it, it ultimately, and that's what we what we hope for because the Ukrainians are going to fight. I mean, they're, the college yeah. students they're yeah. they're out there, made, they're making bombs, they're doing whatever they can. Uh, Putin is upset because it hasn't happened already that it's taken longer than he thought. That's because his troops, many of them, don't want to be there. They don't yeah. even know why they're there. So when Russians start seeing empty refrigerators at home, uh, you know, they'll see that he doesn't care about them, you know, because uh, the most of them aren't with them. You see the protests in the streets that are taking place inside of Russia today. What the Ukrainians want from others is javelins, stingers, patriots and and tomahawks. You know, they did stop uh, reportedly a dam attack, uh, missiles. They were able to shoot down the missile, apparently. Um, What I'm hearing from them, and it makes complete sense, is that we and others have to quit buying oil and gas from Russia. Yes. Uh, That that embargo is going to cripple them more than anything. That is their lifeline. And the way the Ukrainians phrase it right now is the Russian and oil gas sales just equal blood on the Ukrainian streets. And and so if Putin is successful, my fear is that NATO is next. He's just going to keep on going. He's made himself very clear in 2005 with this speech. And I think dictators around the world and in, in countries with similar type of steps, they're watching him. They're watching him. But look, they saw him walk right in in 2014 to Crimea. And Obama sent over to the Ukraine some blankets and MREs. Uh, That that doesn't stop the Russian army. And and then, you know, they have seen what happened in Afghanistan. And so they're feeling, you know, they feel pretty empowered to do this. Now we got the concern of uh, Putin saying that we're going into a special mode where our nukes are connected, which means, you know, they can be more ready to be used. We've seen the United States try and use China as a mediator, which to me is ridiculous. You know, you can't trust the Chinese in this situation. And the, and the Ukrainians are saying, you know, we're going to have these talks with Belarus. And you summed it up pretty well beforehand of what, what might happen at the beginning of this conversation. But the Ukrainians are saying they don't need us in these talks, right? No. no. Um, you know, this, isn't, this is not Hunter and Joe Biden's Ukraine right now. This is a different Ukraine. And it's and they've got a courageous leader, and the people are with them, and I think that that's huge. Congressman, we talk about uh, Russia being a large gas station with a first-class uh, military, at least relatively good. I think the ground forces aren't nearly as dominant as their 6,000 nukes. And, and, and when you talk about oil and gas, well, we, I watched some. Jen Psaki did an interview this morning in which she talked about global warming again and, and carbon neutral and all that kind of crap. All we have to do is open the spigot and announce we're going to do it. And I don't think if Biden has it in him to do it with the State of the Union address coming up. But nonetheless, number one, it puts hundreds of thousands of Americans to work. Number two, it lowers the price of gasoline for Americans. Number three, it lowers the cost of oil, which is a hit to the pocketbook of Russia. And, and number four, it, uh, it sends the message to, uh, to, uh, to Russia and to Vladimir Putin. There's more, more, more sanctions are coming. There's no possible way. That, that us not having the Keystone Pipeline agreed, but the second pipeline, of course, from Russia to Germany, uh, Biden uh, greenlighted it until recently. But nonetheless, if we would have the Trump energy policy, imagine the position that Russia would then be in as we speak. He was trying to do with this. He saw the threat that they were, and he saw that that is their lifeline, and that would diminish them greatly until they behave better on the world stage, and, and they haven't. You know what? You know, maybe AOC had something. She said, uh, 
that the world was going to end in 10 years or yeah. 12 years, yeah. I think she said. Yeah. Well, she was blaming that on fossil fuels. The fact of the matter is, if we don't have our own and use our own fossil fuels, we may be in much bigger trouble, especially if we continue to import hundreds of thousands of barrels of crude oil from Russia every day, which we have been doing. This only empowers them to empower their military to do what the things that they are doing right now, and they can weaponize what they are doing in Europe. And I think Germany finally realizes that. You know, you're seeing they're co- Germany's committing to spend 100 billion on defense, right. and uh, you know, on F-35s and other armaments. Kosovo is asking for accelerated membership Kosovo. into NATO. How about in Finland? And yeah, Finland. And they they said we'll we'll host an American military base. Sweden. You know, I mean, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, these countries are, are coming. Switzerland's even speaking out. So they're likely to cut off the oligarchs from their account. They should. This is maniacal. I don't know how else to put it in this day and age. And this man is maybe he's ill. I don't know. Uh, but it doesn't seem to make sense. He's bent on what it might mean to him, but certainly not what it means to his own people and to the world. And the other thing, when America uses oil products and natural gas, there's all kinds of environmental standards every day. Uh, we import about a half a million barrels of oil a day from Russia. We give to the Russians as we speak millions of dollars every day. So instead of having good paying jobs in the energy sector, which also would lower the cost of gasoline at the pump, which also would hurt Russia, the environmental standards are much better in America than in Russia. So on every front, it makes a whole bunch of sense. Before I let you go, Congressman, here's the big, here, are you ready for the big question? Sure. In the back of my mind, I see a desperate, failing uh, Russia with Vladimir Putin in charge. He has $650 billion in reserves. Uh, He makes Elon Musk look like a pauper. The guy has raped financially Russia for the past 22 years. He's a murderer and he's a thug. And so if he's going down hard, he talks about, you know, I've I've looked about tactical nuclear weapons as opposed to to, to intercontinental ballistic missiles. And, And let's say the military is losing. And uh, there's rioting in the streets. And all of a sudden, the only way out in Vladimir Putin's mind is to set off a couple dozen tactical nukes. Uh, I guess in the back of my mind, that's a concern that I have. Am I wrong? Uh, I think it's a legitimate concern because if you've got someone who seemingly is not all there as far as where he should be standing in this world and what is taking place. It, it is a concern because it, do, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that he would do this to, to his no. people. Again, when you, when you are, have that hubris and you have that ego, that is a problem. But I would say if the day comes that he is taken down mm-hmm. and Ukraine is set free from this, There'll be parades in Ukraine. Oh, oh. I think there'll be parades in the in the streets of Russia by the Russian people that this man has gone for what he's putting them through as well. Russia has many assets. Uh, they're second to America in natural gas and oil. It should be a, a, a productive, uh, democratic, capitalistic country. It started off wrong in 1917. It's been over 100 years. Uh, the Ukraine people were starved to death uh, Stalin starved to death about 5 million Ukrainians in the 1930s. And uh, the old republics all broke away. None of them wanted to get back, except you might say Belarus. But let's face it, they were bribed and, and they were told they had to come back. And it look, looks to me like we're in perilous times. And, and I, I, I wish we had did not have feckless leadership in Washington. And, and, and I wish we had a president that can understand the power of oil right now 
but he doesn't do it because his press secretary says we still have to stick with car- carbon neutral uh, environmental standards, which are not being followed at all in Russia. They're being followed here, though. But, uh, Congressman, we got to go. Love having you on. You've been to the Ukraine. You know where the bodies are buried over there. You're a soldier. And thank you once again for your perspective. Congressman Brad Wenstrup, thank you very much. Thank you. Bill Cunningham with you every afternoon on News Radio 700 WLW. His name, Rocky Boyman. I like to have fun, but within limits. His name, Eddie Fingers. Do I like to cause trouble? Dirt. Combined, these agents are known as Eddie and Rocky. We like a good time, you like a good time. It's a match made in heaven. Their mission, supplying enjoyment. Let's get together for some fun. Give you some well-needed laughs. Eddie and Rocky, this afternoon at 3 on 700 WLW. Pro football legend Emmett Smith understands your joint pain. It does not surprise me that there are a ton of people out there that's in pain. That's why Emmett is such a proponent of QC Kinetics, offering real lasting joint pain relief with non-surgical, all-natural biologic treatments. Whether it's a joint pain. hold a big uh, news conference at 2 o'clock today with Governor uh, Andy Bashir of the Commonwealth. And uh, allegedly, I'm told behind the scenes, the two have struck a deal. To uh, replace, not uh, to build a new Brent Spence Bridge. By the way, the BS Bridge will remain exactly where it is. And the announcement at 2 o'clock is going to be to a bridge about uh, 50 yards to the west side of the current Brent Spence Bridge, which is going to be carrying a lot of traffic that kind of bypasses Cincinnati and keeps on trucking on. And I know from those perspective of Rob Sanders and and others in, uh, in Covington and Newport, and Boone, Kenton, and Campbell, that they want connection to that bridge to the uh, commerce of northern Kentucky. And so that means that uh, there's going to have to be a deal deal because Kentucky owns the great bulk of the Ohio River and things uh, north of that. So that means Ohio's uh, Ohio has about 30 yards uh, of the Brent Spence Bridge, and the whole rest of it is up to Kentucky, which is why Kentucky is uh, driving the bus largely, but you can't have a deal without Ohio. And how many times I remember that uh, Tony Bender's good friend, Governor John Kasich, and and also uh, previous governors of Kentucky have said that there's no funding mechanism to build the bridge because uh, it has to be tolled. None of us like the idea of tolls. Even the new electronic tolls are not the easiest things to to manage. So allegedly at 2 o'clock today, Governor Mike DeWine is going to announce, and I think I'll get as much information out of him him as I can at 1 o'clock today. So for those interested in such things, all the great truckers and those who use the BS Bridge on a regular basis, stay tuned after 1 o'clock, which is, what, about 25 minutes from now, to uh, talk about uh, what's going to happen at the 2 o'clock announcement, get it ahead of time, and Governor Mike DeWine will be here to talk about that. And then also uh, later on, uh, we have uh, Monica Crowley, who's an expert on the Ukraine, to come on, including we just had on Brad Winstrup to talk about what's happening there to uh, see what's occurring in uh and that part of the world. Now, just uh, a few minutes. Uh, I know the Ukraine situation is is bigger than Montana, and it's large. And what we have here, if somebody had said to you uh, a few uh, weeks ago that a, a European capital is going to be under siege by an army with bombings and missile attacks on a European major city, now you would have thought, how's that possible? Vladimir Putin's been able to unite Switzerland and Sweden Switzerland and Sweden against him, which has never happened before. 
In fact, the Swiss are not part of uh, NATO. They're part of the EU, but not NATO. But Switzerland is neutral on everything. During World War II, Switzerland was neutral. They were not invaded by Adolf Hitler, and they were not part of the Allies. They provided no troops whatsoever. Switzerland is neutral. It's the definition of neutral. And so when Vladimir Putin, who's a bloodthirsty, murderous dictator, is able to get the, the Swedes, who are not part of NATO, and the Finns, Finland, not part of NATO, and the Swiss, not part of NATO, to come after Russia, you know there's unanimity about what to do. It is terrible. It is tragic what is happening in uh, the Ukraine. It's all because of uh, Vladimir Putin has lost control of his senses. And so uh, we have Monica Crowley coming up after 2 o'clock today to talk about uh, talk about that and so much more. And, and uh, during my very brief and well-earned vacation, in which I was on the air once or twice a week nonetheless, I had friends of mine talk about communism and how bad it is. And, of course, communism is a godless heathen philosophy that's ruined large parts of the world. But I told these individuals that Vladimir Putin is not a communist. He describes himself as not a communist. In fact, communism has little part to do about what's happening in Russia today. Vladimir Putin's party is called United Russia. And in fact, I, I ran some, uh, did some research on what happened to communism in the old Soviet Union, now Russia. And the answer is that uh, Vladimir Putin, when he seized power 22 years ago, uh, kind of viewed himself at that point as kind of a communist, but not really, because he was extremely unhappy in 1991 when the old Soviet Union broke up because communist, uh, to wit, uh, Gorbachev and then Yeltsin, old Boris Yeltsin, said that uh, they wanted to go a different path and they freed all the, all the federations and all the republics attached to the old Soviet Union. And so Vladimir Putin at that point had a disgust for what communists had done to Mother Russia. And uh, people, would re people would remiss to compare this government to the Soviet Union. Uh, Putin's government is not communist, not even socialist. It is a reactionary, authoritarian government, and remnants of Russia's Soviet past exist in the form of a, uh, a there is a Russian Communist Party. So I looked at the last election, which are not free, but certain elections are in, in the old Soviet Union, Russia. And uh, there was a Communist Party on the ballot in, uh, in the last election, which was uh, the year 2021. And at that point... Uh, individuals running as communists won 57 of 450 seats, which comes down to 13 percent of the of the seats in the state Duma. It's the second largest party in the lower parliamentary house behind Putin's United Russia Party. And the United Russian Party received approximately 71 percent of the vote. The communists got 13 percent of the vote and the rest were split with minor parties, by the way, all of whom support Vladimir Putin and all the parties support the invasion uh, of Ukraine. But nonetheless, communism, it's not a socialistic state, unlike the Chicoms, Communist Red China. They describe themselves as communists, and they are communists. But Vladimir Putin thinks the communists have hurt Mother Russia. So he created the United Russia Party, of which he's a member. And they're not communists, they're not socialists. They're reactionary authoritarianism, and they want to get the band back together. Not under the communistic banner, but rather under the banner of United Russia. 
And so put that in your pipe and smoke it. What's happening now is something awful in the Ukraine. And the issue becomes, should we be involved or should we not be involved? By we, I mean the United States of America. I mentioned this to Brad Winstrup. I'm going to mention it to Monica Crowley coming up. And that is that unlike other ventures that we've been involved in, which is recently Iraq and uh, Syria and Afghanistan and Kuwait, uh, at no point did any, or Vietnam, at no point did those individuals in, in those countries have the power to destroy the United States of America. They hurt us financially, and they, the soldiers, the 7,000 soldiers who gave their life, and the 50,000 soldiers whose lives have been profoundly affected because of what happened in Iraq and Afghanistan, their lives have been profoundly affected. But at no point did you or I believe, you know, Afghan, uh, the Afghan government, the grand mullahs, the ex ex extremists, the uh, Islamic radicals, some have the power to launch 5,000 nuclear weapons against the United States of America. At no point does Iran, nor does Iraq, despite its fallen into complete chaos, suddenly have the ability to destroy this country and kill one to two to three hundred million of us. There's one country on earth that has that power, and that is Russia. Russia, according to Military Times, has more nuclear weapons than the United States of America. We have about 5,500, and they have 6,500. They have more nuclear weapons than we have. Plus, technologically, whether it's uh, the space station, supersonic weapons or whatever, they have a first-class nuclear strike force. First class. Unlike uh, uh, CHICOMs, Ch China, the Chinese government has about 350 total nuclear weapons. 350. We have 5,500. Russia has 6,500. And so in the back of my mind is the idea that things start slowly in one way and end seriously in another. In 1914, there was a character called the Archduke, Archduke Ferdinand, and he was assassinated in Sarajevo in 1914. And that began a small trigger that resulted in the Great War, World War I, that killed about 40 million human beings. It began lightly and ended in that. In World War II, with uh, the bombing of Pearl Harbor, it began with the loss of 1,500 American soldiers and sailors, ended up with some 75 million dead human beings. It began here and ended way over there. In the back of my mind is the idea, and I will not be with you to broadcast because there'll be no broadcasting. If somehow the madman of Moscow... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That is uh, Vladimir Putin finds himself in a position to begin the use of tactical nuclear weapons, which are on battlefields, not thermonuclear intercontinental ballistic missiles. These would be tactical nuclear weapons that he would use to win the battle. If somehow Russia is pushed backwards into a position of saying the survivability of my regime in Russia is at stake, I will use a few tactical nuclear weapons 
against the invading uh, uh, NATO armies and, and actually obliterate most of Europe, how would America respond? And would he send thermonuclear weapons across the pond to the United States of America? And then we would respond in, in like kind, in which case there wouldn't be a world left. There'd be South America and parts of Asia, and that's it. And maybe a nuclear winter would ensue, in which case humankind would be destroyed. And so what's at stake here from American perspective, from the United States of America's perspective, is ultimately the survivability of our country. It's almost as if a caldera under Yellowstone would uh, would light up, which is the huge uh, magma chamber underneath Yellowstone that would obliterate the United States of America that happens every 600,000 years. That's how bad it would be. So I know there's a lot of posturing going on. We're concerned about the Ukraine people and the subway system. It's so sad to watch mothers and children march hundreds of miles into Poland because of what Vladimir Putin is doing. But at the end of the day, in the back of my mind, is the survivability of this country. And Afghans couldn't do it. The Iraqis couldn't do it. The Vietnamese couldn't do it. The North Koreans can't do it. But Russia has the ability, the only country on Earth with nuclear weapons, supersonic weapons that we do not have, to destroy our country. And would the madman of Russia do it? Most people say, well, no, he won't do it. But if he's losing power, and uh, that's an option, he would begin using tactical small-yield nuclear weapons in Europe. And then from that point on, all hell's going to break loose. And so I know we're concerned about covid we're concerned about inflation. We're concerned about gasoline prices. We're concerned about the cost of going to Kroger, the cost of buying things. Things are going up. It's pretty hard to buy a new vehicle today at the sticker price, which used to be sticker price and down. Now it's MSRP and up. goes the other direction. See what I'm saying? And so we have to stop for a moment and say, okay, it's terrible what's happening in the Ukraine. It should not happen. We should unleash America's economic and energy monsters and become the powerhouse of energy once again we were about a year and a half ago. Uh, America was energy independent. Right now we're importing oil from Canada, Mexico, and Russia. In fact, every day America imports a half a million gallons of oil from Russia. We're paying Russia money when we should be paying ourselves money. There's a radical element of the Biden administration that does not permit us to be the energy giant in the world, which it did under the Trumpster. The Trumpster had it right when it came to energy production. Hundreds of thousands of good-paying jobs, lower prices for gasoline, hurting Russia in the pocketbook. And secondly, there's an environmental factor. America extracts from the land energy resources at a much more friendly environmental way than Russia ever does. And so how does it make sense for a half a million barrels of oil to come from Russia on tankers across the ocean to be offloaded, to be used in America, when we're standing on top of the greatest liquid natural gas and natural gas and oil reserves in the world. We have at least 100 years of liquefied nat natural gas. We have 250 years of coal left. We have 150 years of oil at present production. We got plenty of this stuff. Why not use it here instead of importing it? That's a radicalism that exists in, in uh, leftist politics that Joe Biden sa sadly has completely embraced. 
It was a bait and a switch when it came to Biden, who was going to be a moderate, kind of moderate things as Clinton did between the radical left and the moderate center. Instead of that, Joe Biden has gone completely left. And when Jen Psaki, who, by the way, married an elder boy, Jen Psaki, the presidential press secretary, is saying things like, well, it's more important to have a cleaner environment. Damn it, we have a clean environment. Let's hurt Russia in the pocketbook and put Americans back to work. But I guess that's not in the cards. We'll find out more, uh, of course, tomorrow night for the State of the Union address. So uh, let's get your reaction at 513-749-7000. As I announced, after 1 o'clock today, Mike DeWine's going to call me from his car coming from Columbus to uh, talk about the announcement at 2 o'clock. Supposedly, this time it's real. This time it's going to happen. I can recall standing with Charlie Lucan about 17 years ago, how the Brent Spence Bridge needed to be replaced. We've gone from replacing it to refurbishing the BS Bridge, then building a brand new bridge to the West, which I understand is going to cost between $2.5 and $3 billion, and largely paid for by the federal government, which it should have been all along. This was a federal issue. It wasn't a Kentucky or Ohio issue. Plus, I have some ideas for the governor about what to name the bridge. And, of course, it would be after me, called the Great American Bridge. So uh, let's continue with more. Then uh, after 2 o'clock is Monica Crowley, who worked in uh, several Republican administrations about what's happening in Ukraine. Looking to my left right now, there's no agreement of any type. And I'm uh, also going to ask the governor about the reapportionment board, which draws the lines for uh, congressional and for state uh, House and Senate races. They're going to draw the lines. And uh, there was a story a couple of days ago in the Inquirer that it appeared that uh, the governor, Mike DeWine, may be held in contempt of court by the Ohio Supreme Court, to wit, uh, Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor. She's a classic rhino, elected as a Republican, but she counsels with the Democrats to draw lines that favor Democrats. Now, Illinois, New York State, and California draw lines that favor the Democrats. And they have Democratic Supreme Courts that look at it and always approve it. But Ohio, which uh, is drawing the lines, has a Republican in name only as the chief justice siding with liberal Democrats to screw the Republican Party. So I'm going to talk to uh, Governor Mike Dewan about whether or not he will be held in contempt of court or whether the lawmakers in Columbus will impeach the chief justice, Maureen O'Connor, and remove her from office and for being insolent. Let's continue with more. Glad to be back. I've never left. I'm always back every day between noon and three. Ken Bruce replacement on News Radio 700 WLW. Vladimir Putin's Russian army has invaded Ukraine. Today, I'm authorizing additional strong sanctions. Will sanctions work? I know this is hard, and that Americans are already hurt. How could they affect you and your family? I will do everything in my power to limit the pain the American people are feeling. Listen for the latest. America stands up to book. We stand up for freedom. 700 WLW. Well, my fellow great Americans, the cold weather is here and so is the higher cost of heating your home. Would you like to save money every day on your utility bills? Then call Steve, another great American, at USA Installation today. Right now, you can have your entire home insulated. The governor of, uh, of Kentucky, my home state, born in Covington, raised in Cincinnati. He's now in the car on his way down here to do a big deal in about an hour. And uh, Governor Mike DeWine, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And uh, Governor, where are you now, if anywhere? What's going to happen in about an hour? Well, I'm near Lebanon and uh, headed down to Cincinnati. And Governor Bashir and I are going to have a press conference at 
at 2 o'clock uh, in Covington, and we're going to talk uh, about the bridge. Uh, you know, we see that this is a really historic opportunity uh, with this additional federal dollars to be able to build this bridge uh, without having to toll it. Uh, so, you know, we're going to be working, we already are working very closely with our congressional delegation, our senators, um, to get to get this done, and Governor Bashir and I have had uh, a number of conversations about this, and we're going to formalize it today. I can recall, of course, you're a relatively young man, going back about 18 years when Charlie Lucan was the mayor of Cincinnati, and it was his job to get it done by the time he left office, and then it became the opportunity of Mark Mallory to get that done, and then John Kasich was involved, Taft was involved, and now you're involved, and every time this comes up, we're told constantly, uh, your predecessor entitled John Kasich said this thing will not happen without tolls. And the American people said we don't want tolls. With what degree of certainty is there now funding for the uh, Brent Spence Bridge, which I suge suggest to you might be called the Great American Bridge, that uh, somehow th this time it's going to happen. And all the other talks of all the other politicians and office holders uh, was at that point false but now it's true what degree of certainty do you have well bill i'm not going to put a a, a percentage uh, of certainty on this but i will tell you this uh no other governor no other mayor uh or governors and mayors have had the opportunity that we have today because of the federal uh, bills that have passed uh, you know we have a one one pot of money at the federal level, the me what they call mega projects. These are big, big projects that frankly could not get built right. uh, without the money. And that's what this is. I mean, let's, let's, let's go back. Everyone's wanted to, you know, build a new bridge, right. uh, fix our current, fix our current bridge. Uh, you know, you're talking bill in the neighborhood of, I think about 2.8 billion. That's with a B billion dollars to, to do that. So, you know, this is a lot of money. Uh, you know, we've had discussions with Kentucky, and, you know, it's been clear, look, no one wants to toll a bridge. No one no. wants to be paying tolls. No. Uh, but, you know, the real opposition came from, particularly from uh, northern Kentucky, and we now have the opportunity to put something together. And if we get the federal grants that we uh, think that we can get uh, – you know, and Ohio will put some additional money in, Kentucky will put some additional money in, but we'll be able to build this bridge, we hope, uh, you know, with no tolls. And so that's kind of been the stumbling block. Uh, people did not want tolls. I get it. Uh, no one wants tolls. But, you know, you can't wish a bridge. You know, you, you can't say, oh, well, let's just build it. You got to have the you got to have the money. And two point eight billion dollars is, uh, you know, a sizable chunk of money. Uh, my friends in Covington, including Rob Sanders, the Joe Dieters of Kenton County, says there can be no bridge unless Covington has direct access on and off. Uh, the mayor, uh, Meyer, you have the prosecutor's office, you have the council, you have Kenton County, you have Boone and County, and, and they want to make sure that uh, off the uh, new bridge, you can come to Covington easily on and off. Is that in the deal? Uh, that's a question for Governor Bashir. <laughs> We've crossed the river, and my jurisdiction ends. <laughs> so you're not, you're you not going to look after Kentucky. Kentucky. Owes most of, Kentucky owes most of the river, so my jurisdiction ends just a few feet, you know, across that bridge. 
Yeah, at this point, uh, tolling is a non-factor, and one of the proposals had there to be uh, the second bridge. The old bridge is going to stay where it is. There'll be a new bridge to the to the to the west side of it, and they wanted to make sure. They said they would not agree to anything. I feel like I'm advocating for my hometown of Covington, uh, and 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 they say they will not agree to anything that doesn't have that. And so, whether they get it or not, you're saying that's on Bashir's side of the table, not yours. Well, I'm sure Governor Bashir at our two o'clock press conference will get a question on that, and I'm sure he'll he'll handle that. But that's on Kentucky's side, and uh, you know we we worry about Ohio's side and getting getting things ready. Uh, as far as the Ohio side, right now there's somewhat easy access to downtown Cincinnati when you come uh, north on the Brent Spence Bridge and take a right, you can get to downtown somewhat easily. And you're the governor of Ohio. Will you make sure that Cincinnati, in a sense, is not bypassed and that Cincinnati will have easy on and off ramps to get on the new bridge? Sure. It's very, very important that that happens. Um, you know, we've got, we, we're working this out uh, with, with leaders in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, they're always going to be at the table uh, as we, as we do anything. Certainly the mayor is going to be at the table. So, you know, this is this is going to get worked out, Bill. All right, now two uh, two other questions on the bridge. Number one, I'm watching a C-SPAN hearing about two or three months ago. This is the uh, infrastructure package when it was passed. And one of the local congressmen, I think it was Shabbat, asked some grand poobal U.S. Department of Transportation, if everything goes according to Hoyle on this Brent Spence Bridge, whoever Hoyle is. I, I want to meet Hoyle at some point. He said, according to Hoyle, <laughs> if everything goes according to Hoyle, when will the first car roll over the new bridge he said it would be eight to 12 years from now yeah a time frame is outside of your bailiwick but here we sit in 2022 uh and and, and 1958 it took the americans then living five years from the time sam rayburn said to old brent spence i need your vote and brent spence said to sam rayburn well you got my vote if you can get a bridge from Covington to Cincinnati on Interstate 75 and call it after me. Sam Rayburn said you got a deal. That was 1958. Within five years, that the bridge was engineered, designed, and built. And now I'm looking eight to ten years. Do you have some sense as timing if this thing is approved by, by the Grand Poobahs and Hoyle says, do you have some sense when the first car is actually going to roll across the new bridge? No, I don't, Bill. But we, we can get that for you. But uh, that sounds like in the you know, a crazy length of time. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. Uh, you know, our goal is to be started on construction in 2024. Uh, you know, the money, the, let me just kind of walk you through it. The, the money, of course, has been passed by Congress, not did, didn't designate Brent Spence, but it did talk about mega projects. And, you know, there aren't that many mega projects. This is a mega project that simply cannot be built but for uh, this this money. So there's several pots of money. Uh, we're waiting uh, for the Department of Transportation to really come up with the rules, the regulations, all the things that we need so that we can apply for that. Then, of course, there'll have to be a decision made, do we get the money? So at this point, uh, Congress has done what it needs to do. Now we're waiting for the bureaucracy, uh, you know, in 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 Washington. And look, these things yeah. do take a little time, and they're, you know, but uh, you know, Governor Bashir and I talked to the, the secretary, uh, you know, I think about ten days ago, and uh, just expressed to the secretary, of course, you know, our great interest in getting the money, but also, you know, urged the secretary to do whatever he could to keep the process moving so that. You know, this money can can get out, not just to Ohio, not just to Kentucky, but 
you know, money across across the country. And of course, in 2017, the Trumpster said the Brent Spence Bridge was number two in the country. And of course, uh, infrastructure didn't get done because number one, Pelosi wouldn't allow it. They wouldn't give Trumpster any victories. And then Schumer wouldn't allow it. He wouldn't give the Trumpster any victories. With what degree, if I ask you a simple question, can you give me a simple answer? Well, probably not, but go ahead. <laughs> Are you confident that after all the starts and finishes and the promises and, and all that kind of stuff, all the peccadillos that's happened for the past 20 years, as the governor of Ohio, as we sit here at uh, February 28, 2022, are you confident the Brent Spence Bridge, a new one, will be built and the, uh, be starting in the next two to three years? Is Governor DeWine confident? I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, this is the best shot by far we've ever had to build this bridge. This is a the best opportunity. We've never had anything like this. We've not had the, the, the federal dollars that are available and it, it look, it makes sense, Bill. We've got to get the money this time. We've got to build it now. As you know, uh, bridges don't go down in price. No. <laughs> you know? no so, no. you know, the longer this thing takes, uh, you know, the cost in all likelihood is, is, is going to go up. And so, you know, we don't want to wait. We want to strike why, as I say, the iron is hot. We've got to move quickly. Now's our opportunity to do it. Uh, Governor Bashir and I thought it would be good to, you know, make a, a public uh, announcement about this. We're going after the money. Uh, no, no, no surprise there. We we thank the congressional delegation. Uh, you know, our our senators, uh, Senator Foreman, Senator Brown. Uh, we thank the uh, the congressional delegation in the in the House who have been very, very much in favor of this bridge. Um, so, you know, a lot of people in favor of this, and we just got to go get it done. I think your answer is yes, you're confident. Now, secondly, when I was in the Southern Command, I like to spread the goodliness of Cincinnati throughout Naples and parts in between. I read a story in the Inquirer that you may be held in contempt of court by the Ohio Supreme Court. And for those I talk with, I said, that's no big deal. Don't worry about that. This is about the reapportionment board, that the reapportionment board in Ohio that draws the districts with you as one of the prominent members has uh, drawn it two or three times. You think it's fair? And you submitted it, and the Supreme Court said no two or three times. Uh, what does it mean if the governor of Ohio is in contempt of court, and could you go to jail? Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you know, to go back real quick, as you said, Bill, we we had one map. We sent it, uh, passed it. There was a lawsuit filed. The Supreme Court of Ohio said no, I didn't follow uh, you know, what they believe they're reading of the Constitution. It was a, you know, four to three vote, but four wins, as you know, and that's the majority. So we went back and, and got a, you know, tried to follow the court's orders, tried to follow the Constitution, and came back with a second map. We sent, we, we did that, and the court said no, uh, did not follow what we said. So we passed, uh, you know, late last week uh, when you were, uh, you know, on the beach down in Florida or on the Gulf Coast <laughs> or wherever, whatever you do. I know you don't fish. No, I don't fish. I never quite understood that. I, I, don't we'll, fish. That's I eat fish. I eat day. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it helps if you catch them, too. But anyway, so we passed a third bill, and, you know, this bill hit the numbers that, uh, you know, we think the Constitution requires and the court has required. And 
you know, we will we will see. This court continues to hold jurisdiction of the case. Uh, I'm sure the court will give us a decision uh, one one way or the other. So that's where that's where we are right now. Is there when I talk to the leadership of the House and the Senate, they tell me there's a constitutional crisis coming. That is, we're co-equal branches of government. That uh, they say six inches, we say half a foot. They say blue, we say red. What happens at the end of the day if there's not an agreement? What do we do? Well, let's, you know, look, look, Bill. This is a pending issue in court, and as you know, uh, I got to be careful about how far I go in talking about it. Let me just say that you know we think we've got a map uh, that is constitutional, follows the Constitution, follows the law, and. You know the court will make a decision uh, whether the court agrees with us uh, or, or not. If they, we hope they do. We think they will. But uh, you know, I don't speak for the for the court. If they again, if they come back and say no, uh, you know, we will follow uh, the court instructions. If they come back and say you need to do this, this, and this, we we will go back and and try to do do those those things. Oh. I know you're like a peacemaker, but the leadership of the of the House and Senate in Columbus tell me that they're going to impeach the Chief Justice, Maureen O'Connor. They want her impeached and removed. Would you support that? I don't think uh, anybody in the court should be impeached, Bill. Uh, I think we're way, way ahead of uh, ahead of uh, the game here. I, look, I, I think we we are a nation and a, and a state of rule of law. Yep. We're going to follow the law. Uh whether we like a court decision or don't like a court decision, uh, you know, there is a court decision and we follow court decisions. You and I are both lawyers. We know that's how it works. Uh, we've had been in court where we don't like court, uh, the judge's decision, but we accept it because that's what we do in this, in this country. So, uh, you know, there are big issues, I suppose, uh, if we finally, you know, reach a total impasse, but I'm, I'm the optimist, as you know, Yep. Uh, we we kind of joke, you and I joke, and I tell you, anybody with eight kids, by definition, is an optimist. So I'm an optimist, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I think that we're going to be able to, you know, get a map uh, that the court will approve. And so, I think going beyond that is frankly a mistake. Could you could you call the new bridge the Great American Bridge? <laughs> well, here's the question: Does it have to have a picture of you on it? Or could we just call it the Great American Bridge? I'll take I mean, this does it have to be, No, does, no. Does it have no to picture. be focused on you? No. Uh, or can we just... Yeah. The, the Great American. I mean, but get rid of Brent Spence. That was an old guy. He's irrelevant right now. Call it the Great American Bridge, and then everyone can put on it their own peccadillos. Well, Governor Mike DeWine, good well, luck after 2 o'clock. Well, and, and we'll have two bridges. Yeah. So, you know, Maybe we one. got the old bridge, then, then we're going to fix it up, and then we're going to have the new bridge, and... Uh, it's a big, it's a big deal. Uh, this is a, this is one more step forward today, Bill. And uh, looking forward to being with Governor Bashir and making this announcement uh, in just a few minutes. All right, Governor Mike DeWine. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you very much for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. Well, let's continue with more. The Great American Bridge sounds to me like a great name. Bill Cunningham with you every day from noon to three, taking Ken Bruce's place on News Radio seven hundred. WLW. If Joey Pearson had listened to his critics, he never would have driven cross-country with 22 bucks in his wallet. If he'd listened to those who rejected him, he wouldn't have sold his hair for food. And if he'd lacked the will to improve his craft, he never would have become America's top macaroni artist. Wow. That's the fighting spirit. The same fighting spirit Mike McConnell brings to your morning. The latest news, traffic, weather, and more. Tomorrow morning at 5 
on 700 WLW. You know, super savings abound this month, which, by the way, today ends about 8 p.m. tonight at Joseph Chevrolet. Now's the time to go in. They have the right vehicles, the right price, and the right payments for you. And they make it so easy to be a customer at Joseph Chevrolet. Stop by payment online at josephchevrolet.com. Put in your monthly budget and review at least 20 vehicles that match your budget and get qualified online without affecting your credit score whatsoever. This applies to new and pre-owned vehicles. Shop from home or stop into the showroom and see my friend and yours, Reese Powers. He and his team will show you how they can put you in a brand new Chevy today or a pre-owned vehicle with a very, very, very affordable monthly payment. They're aggressive in getting it done. Remember, all new vehicles come at Joseph Chevrolet with the Joseph Lifetime Warranty that can save you tens of thousands of dollars years from now. Find your roads today at Joseph Chevrolet in Coleraine and josephchevrolet.com. Trying to buy a quality diamond in Cincinnati? Most stores won't have much of anything in stock, but Genesis Diamonds does. One thing at Genesis Diamonds that we pride ourselves on is owning the large... Like that, I just didn't know. Now we know how this all works. The wizard gazes into his crystal ball and sees visions of the future. It's left to us mere mortals to determine if this ball that he has is crystal clear. I want to see this crystal ball. I want to see the wizard. Where is he? He's coming from the east. Wizard, I hope tonight... Find you in good spirits. Oh, there he is. Fine spirits? I'm not in fine spirits. I'm in hock up to my ass. You know my ass. My snake. I had to sell my snake because the checks from this show keep bouncing like Tina from my harem. Enough of that. Let me gaze into my pulsating orb of delight. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why doesn't the Wizard of Westwood look into your crystal ball and talk to me about Reds baseball? It's the Wizard of Kenwood. Get it right, will you? And there's one thing I wanted to say before we go on. There's one word that I'm very happy to say today. Willie! You're back. Ken, three words. Ken Brew did Ken a great Brew, job. Dan Carroll. Dan Carroll. You know, they're fighting for the heir apparent position, along with Mike Allen Jr. and Sr., the heir apparent. You're avoiding the question. Look in your crystal ball and talk to me about Reds baseball and whether there's going to be a deal. I see deal. Walt Jockety with a well, can of gasoline. Twitter. Eight fifty a gallon, true on that. I might add. Jockety <laughs> has a gas can and a pack of matches. And I see Fireman Walt conducting a Reds fire sale coming in the middle of July. What say you? What about Walt Jockety? Walt Jockety back? He's not there, no. Major League Baseball has indicated William willingness to miss a month of games and took a more threatening tone than yesterday at the talks today. This is like Ukraine and Russia. Jeez. Oh, Maybe we ought to get to Putin and uh, bite. Well, no, better Get better Rob not. Manfred. So yeah, you're saying now the deal deal, I don't, I today mean, was the deal well, deal. They, apparently they talked for about 20 to 40 minutes. Talk. In day, and and first meeting. Talk is and cheap. And I guess uh, the uh, players went out to the parking lot. The owners went to, That's it. Uh, to, the, to the Ritz-Carlton for lunch. That's it. And uh, No so deal. I, do, we, no. do we have a deal by 6 o'clock today? 
<laughs> if you were to ask that age-old question, how are we looking? Not good. Thank you. Thank you, Marty. Uh, Willie, the uh, Stooge Report with you and your triumphant return from the Southern Command is brought to you by your local Tempstar. Heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar. Tempstar. Quality you can feel in Cincinnati, call Wyoming Air. 1-888-996-HVAC. Sports. What about the deal deal? What about it? Is there a deal? And, and then uh, the AP Top 25 today, Willie's been racked. After uh, the uh, big shakeup over the uh, on Saturday, the top six teams losing, mm. so Gonzaga goes to number one. Mm. Uh, Arizona and Baylor are two and three. Duke is four. Auburn is five. Kentucky drops only a spot to six. What about Xavier? Purdue drops. What are you out of your mind, Xavier? Continue. They, they, they you, you shoot better than Xavier right now oh, in a long sleeve shirt. Unbelievable! I could Thank go out you. there and right. make more free throws than the Xavier basketball team. Purdue and if is you want to challenge me, challenge me. Purdue is eighth. Uh, Houston, Houston, who the uh, Bearcats play tomorrow night in uh, H Town, is fourteenth. Ohio State falls a spot to twenty third. What about UC? Uh, UC's nowhere to be found. Who's going to win the next game? FC Xavier. Or the Reds. Well, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. FC Cincinnati didn't get off. They got a new coach, new players. We and they get smoked 5-0 Saturday. So this Saturday, they are at D.C. United. Good luck. Uh, let's see. The first Austrian won for the first time on the PGA Tour yesterday. Sepp Straka. But. Sepp Straka. Sepp Straka. Sounds like a viral condition. But. Uh, and the on the seniors tour, your good friend Willie Miguel Angel Jimenez Jimenez not one, but two holes in one on the same turn in the same tournament. He needs to win the damn thing. Well, he did. Good. The Spaniard hit a hole in one third last Thursday on the seventh hole, and then yesterday on the fourteenth hole, one hundred seventy eight yard par three. What happened? Hole in one dunk. So uh, the odds, uh, let's see, the uh, hole-in-one registry says the odds of a tour player oh. hitting a hole-in-one are 3,000 to one. Average player like yourself is 12,000 to one. I've had one hole-in-one in my life. One with oh. Bruce Roddy and Wally. And by the way, my friend Bruce Roddy yep. shot 12 strokes below his age. <laughs> Saturday. He got to get on this senior tour. He's 79 and he we'll shoots go on the senior 67. Tour. Doesn't he need some money? Yes, he's rich. He worked at Cintas, but he's rich. Uh, breaking news. FIFA, UEFA, and the International Olympic Committee. UEFA. Is banning Russia and its teams from everything. Russia right now couldn't get into a tiddlywinks contest if they wanted to. I say this. Don't back Vladimir Putin with six thousand nuclear weapons into a corner and don't drink russian vodka i don't drink any vodka but i wouldn't drink russian so the ioc fifa and uefa uefa have banned what Russia. The hell, what the hell is uefa that's the other governing body of so soccer uefa yeah yeah what are you ignorant what about the wizard of kenwood does he what see about him how does he see the ukraine well, russia situation I'll tell you one thing i can tell you this doing some research lately over the past year or so Channel 5's uh, uh, ratings on Sports Talk gone down without the Wizard of Kenwood being on there for a few minutes. You must I can guarantee you that, brother. You, you must come back. Uh, let's see. Uh, going back to baseball, the best case scenario, Willie, today, 
uh, albeit unlikely, is that uh, Bo- maybe the MLB sees maybe some progress being made, and they'll say, well, you know, that deadline will might Couple not, days. not adhere, adhere to it. But, Couple days. But, but. Without a deal, deal. No deal. The, the two sides leave Florida, and starting tomorrow, Players Association have authorized monthly, monthly stipends of $5,000 to be distributed to players starting March the 1st. That increases to $15,000 on April 1. Could be the that long That is what haul. you call a veritable crapshoot. Thank you, Marty. Thank you. So I think what's going to be resolved first, Ukraine, Russia, or Major League Baseball and the Union? I'm taking uh, Ukraine, Russia. You're taking the Ukrainians and the Russians I'm, over I'm, the I'm Union with, and the owners. I'm with Ukraine all the way with Ted McKay. Segment, we have Mo Egger waiting for his illuminations. Just back from the Virgin Islands. He takes a lot of time off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. We have Monica Crowley coming up live from the Ukraine in 25 minutes. Ooh, well, how about Segment, that? Segment, get me out of the Stooge Report. Willie, uh, we say congratulations to Lakota West basketball coach Jim Leon. A living legend. Got his 500th win over the weekend in the district semifinals. Turpin beat Elder on a three at the buzzer. Marymount wins at the buzzer. NKU baseball upsets number seven and defending NCAA champion Mississippi State Friday night. The Cowboys not happy. We also say happy birthday to Dean Gregory. The Montgomery and Boathouse is 33 years old. And it's looking like a million. Dean Gregory, of course, is a great golfer. Not as good as Joe Dieters. Let me tell you a brief story segment. Number 18 okay. at Clovernook. Yeah. He skulls one over the green about 30 yards. Yeah. Now, over the green, uh, the grass looks like broccoli. So we're 30 yards off the green, and we can't find the ball. Where's it, it at? It it, went, it's, where'd it go? Not a good lie. Somebody, the buzzard, finds the ball which you can barely see the top, a little speck of the white ball in the broccoli. Okay. He's 30 yards from the green. All right. He's looking at me, and I said, what do you think I should do? He's getting a stroke on I said, Joe, take out your sand wedge and see if you can, like, flop it like Phil Mickelson. Like Jordan Spieth. And get it up in the air. He said, no, I'm going to use a putter. I said. Like that guy yesterday in the Honda Classic? I said, a putter. Huh? You can't get the putter on the ball. He swings with a putter. And by this point, I've walked to the center of the green. Yeah, and he swings, and I see no no contact with the ball. About a half a second later, a ball exits the rough onto the green. It never left the ground. It's in the broccoli and heavy grass. It gets onto the green, and like a rat running into a hole, the ball goes into the cup for a net two on a par four. I said, Joe Dieters, that's the most spectacular shot I've ever seen in golf. How about that? He swings a full swing with a putter. Right through heavy the grass, grass and then the onto the green. The ball stayed on the ground. It didn't pop up. I thought he left it in the... It comes out, exits like a rat running in a hole. And then right in a cup. Uh, for a net two on a par four. Unbelievable, Andy Mack. Also, Willie, we say uh, congratulations up there in the high heavens to the trucking bozo, Dale Summers. Living legend. He is a uh, Mid-America Truck Show Hall of Fame nominee. He deserves anything we can give him. He was the best there ever was at trucking. He was a mother trucker. Amen. Segment, get me out of the suits report. Mo is standing by. Willie, in honor of our citizen of the day today, Tim Keep of Cincinnati. Mr. Keep is a big listener of ours. Good. And uh, on your triumphant return to the tri-state. What do you mean by that? Well, your triumphant return. Mo Ager's gone a lot more than I am. 
We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I've checked the Nielsen ratings, and it's about time you had me back instead of them fat loudmouths you've had on the past couple of weeks. So have me back on a little more because the people love the wizard. You know what I'm saying? So I'll see you guys later. Wizard of Kenwood is coming back to Channel 5. I can sense it now. <laughs> 700 WLW. You've got a poster with your name on it, Jesse. That's so, Marshall. I'm afraid it is. And just what am I wanted for this time? Sometimes life can feel a little stressful, but you can always kick back and relax with Eddie and Rocky. To defend your crown as Fandango King at the Big Dance Saturday night. I hope I can. Y'all cockeye Pete's a pretty good hoofer. You like a good time? You like a good time. It's a match made in heaven. Eddie and Dango Rocky, this afternoon at 3 on 700 WLW. You know what happened again on Friday at McKinley? mortgage several couples showed up did their closing went through all the process walked out the door with a fat check in their pockets and purse but also paid off all their student loan debt paid off all their credit loan debt paid off all their car loans and walked away with a low interest rate as you know because of what's happening all over the world interest rates will rise later this year Get a hold of McKinley Mortgage at 513-791-2700 or bestlerrates.com. It is time to remodel. It's time to get things ready for what lies ahead. The best folks in the tri-state to get your mortgage done is at McKinley Mortgage. VA FHA rate supply. And also, also, if you're a first-time home buyer, McKinley Mortgage is very aggressive at making sure that you're covered in your first loan closing. Many times it is done remotely and you have to show up at one time. But all begins with a telephone call to McKinley Mortgage to cash in on these low rates, cash in all your credit card debt, get it all paid, walk out with a big fat check in your pocket. Call now McKinley Mortgage at 513-791-2700 or Best Low Rates. I said bestlowrates.com. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center, and they now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject-at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. So if you need the convenience of... I plan on doing that now that I'm off vacation. Uh, I don't like vacations. No? No. Not at all? Where have you been? I'm in the Southern Command, man. I'm spreading the word of Cincinnati throughout... Fort Myers, Naples, Southwest Florida. I understand. I'm down there with the banners and everything running mm-hmm. around. Yeah. I'm like St. Paul. When do you go back? In about a week. Okay. But, but St. Paul. When do I get an invite? What? Who occupies the Southern Compound Command? Who occupies that when you're not there? Let's talk about sports. Okay. I wanted to talk about UC Bearcat basketball. We can't do that. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Xavier basketball. We can't do that. I don't think you want to do that right now. Well, I want to talk about the Reds. Mm. We can't do that. Can't do that. Can't talk about the Bengals anymore. We're moving forward. Yeah. First of all, break down the negotiations between Major League as we sit here Monday afternoon. <laughs> Can you tell me? I know it's the millionaires and the billionaires, but in reality, where's the deal? Today it was going to happen. I was told by a, a, one of the Reds' owners about a week ago, this thing's going to be resolved. Mm-hmm. And I said, great. It was getting, because he said, we're getting closer, and, and at some point the players were going to... What happened this after, Monday afternoon? What happened? Well, I, I don't know why this had to be the deadline. I mean, you mean to tell me that if they if they get a deal done tomorrow that we can't have opening day on time? Correct. That's right? done. That's so, over. That's I, over. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't take that seriously, the idea that if by, you know, 6 o'clock tonight there's not a deal done, that opening day can't happen on time. But the reality is the clock is ticking, and... 
This sport just goes out of its way to shoot itself in the foot. The central issue, you and I have talked about it. Uh, baseball revenues continue to rise, uh, and player salaries have dipped. Average salaries have dipped. Uh, baseball players essentially want a cost-of-living raise um, in a climate in which baseball owners continue to do very well financially. That's the, the crux of the issue here. We could dive into the competitive balance tax and service time. and I want to get into that. Tony Bender says he's yeah. interested in service time, 2 plus, the 15% or yeah. the 35%. Who, who cares? That's what Bender cares about. Who cares? Here's, here's what I care about, Willie. Opening day happening That's on time. That's what I care about. In 2020, we didn't get opening day. And when we finally got it on July the 24th, fans couldn't go to the ballpark. We had opening day last year. You had 30% capacity at GABP on a cold, miserable day in which the Reds were pounded. So you're robbing from a town that values opening day more than any other in the country. You're telling me now, not only is it not going to happen on time, but we don't know when and if it's going to happen that is a big middle finger to this city. Yeah, and if it gets past this, we're into June, maybe. Well, I think what, what's going to happen then, I was I was talking with somebody from Forbes, Maury Brown. Those are my guys. Yeah. Those are my I guys. had a guy from Forbes on my show. I don't Forbes. know that I've ever done that. Forbes? But I Malcolm have a, Forbes? Yeah, no, uh, Maury Brown. He's the guy that founded Forbes. Yeah. Uh, is he the guy that ran for president? Who yes. was that guy? Steve Forbes? How'd that turn Steve, out? Steve, Malcolm was the father and Steve. Okay. He, well. did, he did about as well as... Uh, Ross Perot did. Correct. Anyway, so I said to Maury, look, my Maury. fear is we get to March 31st. Povich. Opening day, what's supposed to be opening day, comes and goes. And then the two sides really dig in. Because now there's damage, right? The War. damage is the start of the season has been compromised. It's not going to happen on time. So now let's go for the jugular. And my fear is... We get to March 31st, there's still no deal, oh. and then we sit in for a very long spring. It's Ukraine, and very long... It's Ukraine versus Russia right. at that so point. I think that's the fear right now, is that this, if we get to opening day, or what's supposed to be opening day, and there's no baseball, and now these two sides decide we're just going to try to choke out the other side, you and I as fans are, are going to lose. But I go back to 94, and to me this is the, the main difference. Number one... From a public standpoint, I felt like in 94, most, if you had to take a side, sided with owners. I get the sense now that it's drastically different. Owners went into this thinking they could win the court of public opinion. They're losing the battle of public opinion. But in 94, you had anger. People were upset. An American institution was taken away, the World Series. In 2022, I don't gather that there's anger. I gather that there's, first of all, who watches the World Series? I do, and that's pretty much it, right? I mean, the honestly, rating of zero, 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 one. It, it is, Mo watched it. Yeah, it, Mo is, watched it. it is an event that has been significantly Hyped. diminished in the culture of this country, and you could say that about the league as a whole. I don't gather that there's anger. I gather that there's apathy. In 94, 95, there was anger. People missed baseball. This sport, if it goes away for the spring, I think people are just going to shrug their shoulders and move on to something else and not come back when baseball gets back on the field. At least we have a very successful uh, MLS team right here. <laughs> we got FC. Well, Austin beat them like 14 to 0. Five, five zip, yeah. Close, close. And mm -hmm. so at least we have soccer to go look at a professional winning franchise. Yeah, but I mean, if you're, if you're the Reds, you know, let's see. Um, you haven't advanced in the postseason in over a quarter of a century. Before the lockout, you gave away two guys who contributed to a team that had a winning record last year. You made no significant moves to make the team better. But Trevor Bauer's available. 
Chan- well, he's not available. The Dodgers it's, still have his rights. Yeah, but they'll sell him for a bag of balls. There was, there Although was, I shouldn't say that about Trevor Bauer. There was no indication that Nick Castellanos is going to come back. None. And you're, you're in a marketplace with a team that just went to the Super Bowl, a team that just went to the college football playoff, a city that just built two new music venues that's going to have dozens of concerts this summer, uh, a soccer team that, as bad as they are in the stadium, has a beautiful new stadium. There's other stuff to do. And so, to Plus me, the Who concert's coming. The Who concert's going to be there at Guess TQL who? Stadium. Yeah. yeah. So I may introduce him. Uh, that'd be great. Peter Townsend and I go back a long way. Do you? Very good. Okay. Well, uh, so if you're the Reds and you're going to go away now for a while, I'm going away. And people are going to find other stuff to do. And then you come back in a couple of months and go, hey, here hey, we are. Here. By the we're way, here. we're not really in a position to contend for anything. How many people do you think, besides myself, how many people do you think are going to come rushing back to Great American Ballpark? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk about Xavier basketball. Okay. Your comments about my musketeers. By the way, I think the record of your buddy Travis Steele in the last three years in February and March is 10 and 17. Mm-hmm. When I coached the St. Gertrude Bulldogs. hmm uh, we were a much better team at the end of the season than at the start of the season. Yeah. Good coaches with a team get better as they marinate. This team for three years has gotten worse, and this year looks to be the worst of all what they lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. How does Seton Hall? Where in the hell is Seton Hall? Where are the Pirates? And somehow they kicked the crap out of the Muskies yeah. in the Centos Center. Can you explain? I'm getting pissed off thinking about it. Uh, Xavier on the floor has completely fallen apart over the last month. And uh, it, it, it unfortunately is eerily reminiscent of the way they've played down the stretch the previous two seasons. And you can look at the metrics, and I think the metrics will still tell you, if you look at their resume, they're probably still an NCAA tournament team. They got a bunch of what we call quad one wins early in the season. But if you watch this team on the floor, uh, defensively they're a train wreck. Offensively, for all the weaponry they have, there's no real identity. They're a hot and cold shooting team. They have players who are supposed to be playing major minutes that you can't trust on one end of the floor or the other, Including like Zach Fremantle. Fremantle. Zach Fremantle, uh, for for all of, of his talents, defensively gets exposed on a nightly basis. Too slow. And the reality is they've put themselves in a position now where you're fearing if another meltdown at the end of the season is going to occur. They're going to go to New York this week and play a St. John's team oh. that whipped them here. Oh. They will beat Georgetown on Saturday. Maybe. Georgetown is 0-16 Sean in the Big Miller's East. Sean Miller's available. Sean Miller's available. Sean Miller. Uh, Archie Miller's available. Archie Miller. Chris Mack is available. He's available. The reality is what works against Travis Steele is his history, and his history is one of late-season collapses. We saw it last year. We saw it two years ago. I give him a pass for the first season, year one, when he was Not cobbling now. together Not a now. roster, but Not he now. doesn't have a lot of equity to cash in None. with a fan base that on Saturday afternoon, uh, I've never heard fans at the Cintas Center boo as lustily but he's got as a they rich, were. He's got a rich father-in-law. Okay, maybe that helps him. But the reality is, if you're Xavier University, cannot miss the NCAA tournament for a straight years. I still don't think it's going to happen. 
I still don't think they're going to miss. What if they the keep tournament. What, if, what if they get? What if they get shut out the rest? They lose two or three more games. I, I think get... if, the, if they lost to Georgetown, that would be a disaster. I don't think they're going to lose to Georgetown. Nobody in the Big East has. But the reality is, but DePaul in, had won one game and beat them in mid-December. This looked like a team that oh. was going to cruise to the tournament and maybe contend for a Big Final East title four. and perhaps be a top five seed in the NCAA tournament. And now you're just trying to cling to a bid. And frankly, I think in the absence of a deep run in the NCAA tournament, nothing they do between now and the end of the season is going to cleanse this sort of taste that people have about this team and about this program with Travis running the show. And who, will win a, who will win a game next? I'll give you three options. Okay, please. FC, <laughs> Xavier, yeah. or the Reds. Well, who will win? The next game will be the Reds, FC. Xavier will win Saturday. I don't know okay. if they're going to be St. John's on Wednesday, but they will win Saturday what against if they Georgetown. Don't? That's a problem. That's a problem. Then we're going to FC. They're not going to win. Uh, and then the Reds. They may not play until June. FC Cincinnati's general manager two weeks ago had to assure fans that they're not punting on the season. Before a game was even played. Wait, say that again. Before, before Chris Albright, the new GM, before the season had starts. to assure people there was a quote in the Inquirer. We're not going to. We're not punting on the season. No. And it's like, yeah, well, it hasn't started yet, so why would you? I think that's a pretty bad sign. Mo, uh, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back with you. Let's continue. I missed you. I miss you, too. If you're a woman, I'd kiss you so right on the lips. So who's in the compound right now? Do you rent it out? Airbnb? No. Like, if I wanted to go down there, can I get the keys for a weekend? Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What damage do you think I'm going to do? A lot. Hmm. Just the riffraff. Probably okay. right. Just look. Who's that guy? <laughs> Let's continue. You're with saying more. I wouldn't fit in? You're saying I would stand out a little bit? News is next on News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. With the first round of talks between Ukraine and Russia over, this is the 2 o'clock report. I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now, that round of talks at the Belarus border are over. Ukraine applying now to join the European Union. And fighting continues after the meeting. More talks could happen soon. Let's get the latest now from ABC News. The fighting intensifies in Ukraine. Many heading for the border. ABC Chief National Correspondent Matt Gutman is at the train station in Lviv. Thousands packed into this tunnel beneath the Lviv railway station in western Ukraine. Closer to the Polish border and to safety, refugees dragging what they could, whipped by wind and snow. Traffic snarls for over 15 miles. The UN telling us at least 422,000 people have fled the violence so far. The West economic sanctions taking a toll on Russia's economy. The value of the Russian ruble hitting an all-time low. Some Russian banks have been cut off from the international banking communication system known as SWIFT. And now European operations for one state-owned Russian bank are already facing bankruptcy, saying in a press release, they're failing or likely to fail. ABC's M. Win, Ukraine's President Zelensky with a major overture to the West, signing an application today for Ukraine to join the European Union. Dave Packer, ABC News. 
Now, today, a rally on Fountain Square to show support of Ukraine in Cincinnati's sister city is in the heart of the hostilities there. The rally begins at 3, followed by a march to Cincinnati City Hall this afternoon. Also, Matthew 25 Ministries in Blue Ash will be shipping humanitarian aid to the region for refugees. They're taking donations, looking for personal care supplies and clothing you can drop them off at their warehouse on Kenwood Road. Traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health is thankful for those who time and again rise to the occasion during unprecedented challenges for each other and for our communities. Moving road work continues to slow things down on northbound 75 between the Richwood, Kentucky exit and Mount Zion Road. Southbound 75 now a bit slow out of Lockland. And closures due to flooding, 8 mile between Old Kellogg and Hopper, Kellogg between Sutton and Belterra Park Road, and 4 mile between Kellogg and 275. Rob Williams, News Radio. Radio 700 WLW. Now the latest forecast from the Advanced Industry Weather Center. Are you afraid of the dentist? At Advanced Industry, we get it. To learn more about how IV sedation can change your life, visit NoFearDentist.com. Temperatures end up near the 50-degree mark today with a mostly sunny sky. We'll see a few clouds coming in for this evening and overnight, and but that is actually keeping your temperature up to about 35. Tomorrow's high ends up at 58 degrees, partly cloudy, and don't forget, flood advisories continue along the Ohio River. Those go until Wednesday. From your severe weather station, I'm Nine First Warning, meteorologist Jennifer Ketchmark, News Radio 700 WLW. Sunny now, 48 degrees in Cincinnati. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has a comfortable lead in his bid for re-election this year. NBC4I in Columbus commissioned an independent poll of voters across the state. DeWine is out in front of his closest Republican primary challenger by 14 percent. Meanwhile, former Cincinnati Mayor John Cranley and former Dayton Mayor Nan Whaley are in a dead heat in the Democratic nomination. Meantime, the construction of that new I-75 bridge could finally be happening. Governor uh, DeWine and Governor Bashir meeting right now to announce funding for the $2.5 billion project. We now have the opportunity to put something together, and if we get the federal grants that we uh, think that we can get, and Ohio will put some additional money in, Kentucky will put some additional money in, but we'll be able to build this bridge, we hope, uh, you know, with no tolls. Uh, that's DeWine moments ago with our Bill Cunningham. And there are some of the projects, these are some of the projects, that is, that people judge their governor about. And uh, a new poll out shows that Ohioans' thoughts on the governor's race and the candidates who want that job. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has a comfortable lead in the Republican primary for governor. NBC4 in Columbus commissioned an independent poll of voters across the state. DeWine out in front of his closest challenger by 14%. DeWine has 34% support. Joe Blystone's 20. Jim Renacci and third with nine percent so the number of republican voters are undecided but nothing compared to the democrats who were polled 69 percent of likely democratic voters say they have not made up their minds between former Cincinnati mayor john cranley and former dayton mayor nan whaley those two in a dead heat each with 15.7 percent support I'm brian combs news radio 700 wlw taking a look at the markets they are down the dow down almost one and a half percent down 488 points right now. The Nasdaq off by 96, and the S&P is down one and a third percent, uh, minus 56 in the point range. I'm Sandy Collins. Next news at 2:30 on News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Ohio Labors and Ohio Lessig.
Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio laborers and Lesset are reminding you to never text while driving. No text message is worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together, we can stop distracted driving. And a person that I've had great relationships with over the years, a frequent guest uh, on Hannity and Fox News. Now she's former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury, former Ph.D. in International Affairs. That would be Monica Crowley. Monica Crowley, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Monica, how are you? Bill, it is so nice to be back with you. It's been quite a while. It's certainly been a minute. Uh, but I've missed you, and thank you so much for having me back. First of all, before we move forward, how did we get to this position where Vladimir Putin created a crisis, then he comes up with a resolution of the problems his policies have caused? How did we get here in the first place? Well, we wouldn't be in this position if Donald Trump were still president of the United States. If you notice, Vladimir Putin only moves aggressively against his neighbors when there is a weak Democrat American president because he knows there will be no retaliation and no real consequences to his actions. Sanctions here and there under Democrats, sure but no real retaliation versus when you have a Republican president and a particularly strong one like Donald Trump, Putin did not lift a finger to move against his neighbors because he knew that President Trump would have flattened him. And in fact, Trump told him to his face that if Putin moved against the United States, American or allied interests, that Trump would hit Moscow. So there was no confusion about what Trump would do if Putin pulled a move like this. So, of course, he waited for a hollow husk of a man named Joe Biden to become president uh, and be surrounded by weaklings as well, including a particularly pathetic vice president uh, to take Ukraine. Now, it's a lot more complicated. I, I think that Putin probably did not anticipate the kind of resistance he's getting, uh, not just from the Ukrainians, but worldwide in terms of financial sanctions and, and turning off the financial spigot. But we're here because, number one, we've got a weak president, Bill. And number two, that weak president made us energy dependent once again. Trump had us energy independent we're energy dependent, and that enriched and emboldened Vladimir Putin. You know, one of the startling things that happens is that every day we import a half a million barrels of oil from Russia. We used to be an energy exporter. Now we import our energy needs from Canada, Mexico. Number three on the list is Russia. You know things are bad for the Ruskies when this morning Switzerland... Switzerland announced they're going to participate with the EU to freeze the assets of the oligarchs. And uh, to, to me, what's amazing, Monica Crowley, is that a, a year or two ago, energy independent, exporting fuel, well, we had hundreds of thousands of high paying energy jobs. And so all Biden has got to do is say, what did Trump do relative to energy? And the answer would be to, to drill, baby drill, to open up, have Keystone Pipeline going strong. And all of a sudden, the future energy market would plummet. Number one, Americans would pay less at the pump. Number two, Hundreds of thousands of Americans would be at work. Number three, it would hurt Russia in the pocketbook. And number four, we'd have better environmental standards because right now the Ruskies have no environmental standards. So they're pumping oil and sending it from Minsk all the way over to America on tankers, which is a lot of fuel being used in energy impact and environmental impact. If we produced it here using pipelines... Oh, there's more of an energy uh, benefit. And secondly, we'd have better environmental standards. 
Let, let's begin from this afternoon. The talks are ongoing. Uh, if you're sitting there and you're an international expert on such things and you're in Belarus and you're representing uh, uh, Zelensky, and I'm sure nothing's going to happen today or tomorrow because the rescues want to see how things turn out. Well, what's going to come of these uh, of these peace talks? It'll go as long as maybe the Vietnam peace talks. What's going to come with the peace talks? What's going to happen? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, as you know, my first job, Bill, was working for former President Richard Nixon during the last years of his life. And when we talked about the Vietnam peace talks in, in Paris, uh, he talked about how, you know, years would go by when they were arguing about the shape of the table. Yeah, yeah. So it's entirely possible that uh, that this could go on that way as well. Uh, look, the Ukrainians have come forward and said, uh, before we do anything, we need a ceasefire. I'm not sure the Russians are even going to agree to that right away. But I do think that Putin has been surprised by the level of resistance coming from the Ukrainians. And like I said, the, the fact that so many in the international community have mobilized in terms of cutting Russia off financially, whether it's via the SWIFT international banking system, whether it's leveling sanctions, whether it's stopping uh, the Russian sovereign fund like Norway is doing. You've got a whole host of things that are really going to cripple the Russian economy uh, immediately. And in fact, uh, interest rates in Russia went up 20 percent in a desperate attempt to try to shore up the ruble. And you've got all kinds of economic volatility already. The oligarchs uh, are really pissed because they're losing their assets left and right, including dachas and yachts and things like that that are being impounded and, and so on. So. The economic pressure is really being brought to bear, and I don't think that Putin necessarily anticipated that. So it could be uh, that the Ukrainians now are going to, they're going to try to fight this out and try to get terms, as they should, that will remove the Russians from their territory, but also security guarantees, not just from Russia, mm. but from the West uh, more, more broadly. Maybe it's NATO, maybe it's short of NATO, but something the Ukrainians are, are certainly, I think, have the upper hand in this calculation. Monica Crowley, I think Zelensky would want all the Russian troops out of the Ukraine, which ain't going to happen. And the Russians want a puppet government installed in Kiev, and that's not going to yeah. happen. And so uh, going forward in this thing, I have a fear that when uh, Putin talks about uh, nuclear weapons and upgrade and be ready and uh, the, the uh, nuclear, nuclear alerts gone out. And, and what concerns me is that you and I know and most of the American people know that uh, Russia is nothing but a, 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 mil a second rate military ground power with a first rate nuclear capability. And they're nothing but a gas station. And, and there's, there's little or no middle class whatsoever in russia and i guess in the back of my mind i have a fear that at some point vladimir putin is going to use tactical nuclear weapons in europe in order to stop what's going on and that's part of the russian playbook because uh, the military has been shown in russia to be a paper tiger if the they have difficulty with the ukraine imagine what they would have with american ground forces 
con- configured to do this particular thing. And then if if the nuke is out of the bag in 2022, then all hell breaks loose and America and the world may enter a depression of one type or another. Do you have a fear that in the days and weeks ahead, this is not going to take years, in the days and weeks ahead, that the nuclear, tactical nuclear weapons on the battlefield may be an option used by Vladimir Putin? You know, it's entirely possible. And how terrifying is that? Uh, in fact, I'm a member of the Nixon Seminar, which is led by Secretary Pompeo and Ambassador O'Brien every month, and it's run out of the Nixon Foundation. And last month's discussion was about exactly this. It was about uh, the United States' nuclear posture, and it was about the idea of, of tactical nuclear weapons. And one of the, the things that I raised is that if you notice over the last, like, six months or so, there's been more public discourse about the possibility of using tactical nukes in different kinds of theaters. It's almost like looser talk. And I wonder if that was sort of setting the stage for something like this, where Putin uh, would feel have a freer hand to exercise it. It is absolutely terrifying. Um, But it does look like Putin is uh, he's becoming increasingly desperate because, again, he didn't anticipate it playing out this way. So if that happens, then all bets are off and we are in a whole new universe. The problem for us in the West is we have a shell of a man sitting in the Oval Office who is not mentally or otherwise equipped to make serious decisions involving nuclear weapons, nuclear deterrence, retaliation uh, against Russia. I mean, we are literally on the precipice of World War III here and we literally have no precedent. Is it uh, one might say? Some say, let it happen. In other words, relative to the Ukraine, why is America involved in Ukraine, directly or indirectly? Can you make the case to the the person living in Mainville, the person living in Dayton, the person living in Lexington, the person living in Cincinnati, that America's vital interests are at stake in the Ukraine? Can you make the case as to why we should be involved at all? Yeah, I mean, look, I completely understand America first. I am America first. I support Donald Trump. I I supported him so much. I went to work for him in Washington at the Treasury Department. Um, But I also understand that you've got a global dynamic here that is going to come home to roost and affect every American if Putin is able to have his way in Ukraine. I get the argument that, well, it's 7,000 miles away, and what do we care about what happens in in Ukraine? Because there will be global economic shocks that will affect every single American listening today. Um, And it's going to come across the board. First year, and and look, if you think inflation is bad now, just wait. If Putin has his way, forget it. Because it's all, it all gets back to energy, Bill, as you know. And energy is built into the price of every single thing you consume and every single thing you have. So if you think prices are bad now, uh, just wait, and it will send the the globe really into a recession, and certainly the mm. United States. So it will directly affect you and your livelihoods and your families. Well, one positive is that the uh, Russian oligarchs have a lot of sway in uh, in Moscow, and, and I would tend to think that they want to live the good life. They're not like an Islamic extremist who wait for those 72 virgins in heaven. Uh, they, they, they live their life in such a way that they want to maintain a certain standard of living. And if all hell breaks lo- uh, loose in Europe, they know that's down the tubes. When the, when the Swiss and the, uh, and the Swedes come after you militarily, then you know you got a problem. 
And I'd say Vladimir had no idea a week ago, well, it began on Thursday night, Friday morning, he had no idea that his actions would cause the Swiss and the Swedes to rise up against Russia. To me, that was almost impossible. Plus, Zelensky has been a hero. He's got a rather sordid past when it comes to many things in the Ukraine. But let's face it, at this point, he's the most courageous world leader. He was given a chance to live or die. It was. It's obvious at some point his life will be taken directly or indirectly by Vladimir Putin. And he sent his, I believe there was a reporting this morning, Monday morning, that his wife and kids have left the country, which is great because they're not... But to have Zelensky say, I will die here. He's William Wallace. He is Spartacus. And Spartacus said, I will die here. And Zelensky's life is uh, number one. He's got all those mercenaries coming in to kill him from uh, all over the world. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. The Chesnian uh, murderers, the mercenaries are looking for him, which is why the last two days in, uh, in Ukraine, in Kiev especially, you couldn't go outside. They wanted to isolate. They didn't want people walking around because these Chesnian murderers are looking to kill everybody in uh, government positions. And if nobody's on the streets, it makes it more difficult. But uh, once again, Monica, let's do it again at some point in the future. You make a whole bunch of sense. And uh, thank you again for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. Good luck and Godspeed. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, as always, Bill. All the best to you, too. God bless America. Monica Crowley, thank you very much. All right, let's continue with more. Your reaction, 513-749-7000 or pound 700, the new AT&T. Bill Cunningham with you every day, every day from noon to 3 on News Radio 700 WLW. We now take you inside Major League Baseball's collective bargaining negotiations. Let's go over the spitting clause again. Spitting is part of the game. Our research shows 73% of women and 61% of children don't like the spitting. We get dirt in our mouths. We have sunflower seeds. What are we supposed to do? Suck it up, buttercup. Swallow it. For the latest on baseball's negotiations, keep it here on 700 WLW. There's health goals, then there's Greenberry's bowl goals. I eat a bowl of Greenberry Bran Flakes every morning because my bowl goal is to cut down on sugar. I eat a bowl of Greenberry Cinnamon Frosted Shredded Wheat every morning because my bowl goal is to pack as much. I'm out of here. The Wizards got a date tonight with a hot witch from the west side. Ooh, don't come a-knocking if you see the Wizards pass on a rock. Go Wizard! Go Wizard! Go Wizard! Go Wizard! Hello! 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 Hello? <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls! I'm broadcasting. Oh, boy, you bonehead! You know, Rocky, I think uh, Ken Brew, Dan Carroll, Michael K. Allen think they're the heirs apparent, but the reports of my death are a bit premature. I hear they're going to have a duel to the death <laughs> to see who decides. Who takes like, my place? Who takes like your Alexander place? Hamilton and yes, Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. It's a three-way. Ten steps this way, it's you take ten steps that way. But <laughs> unlike Aaron Burr, or excuse me, Hamilton, who purposefully misfired his shot, they're going to put one right between your Those eyeballs. guys want me gone, don't they? That's it's exactly be like right. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Only the strong survive, Willie. Well. Kill or be killed. The reports of my passing are premature. Yes. I'm here, yeah, and here. I'm not leaving. How Did you know you how to get here today? I, I... Instead of, like, I, uh, you know... Carpet? What are you thinking about? Well, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, you know, I normally travel. do you lose direction when, you no. you know, you live so far away from here? And... Mo Egger was gone last week, too. 
yeah, but he's not gone a month and a half. I was like, three weeks, yeah. three weeks. Yeah, he, he also had to broadcast a show for a week by a guy digging through a trash can yeah. out but, in L.A. Yeah, so. you didn't have to do a show at an ice machine, mister. They saved some money. Yeah. yeah. They saved some yeah. money. I heard media did not go all in for the Mo Egger reports from the Super Bowl that we forgot about. At this point, it's over. What? It's what done. happened? When? Who's going to win the, the next? Here are the choices. Okay. FC. Xavier basketball. No. Or UC. The Reds. They're not going to play. Okay. So who's going to win? Bengals. The Bengals have the The Bengals are going to win in August. Yes. They're going to win next. 20 seconds left. There we go. One more snap for Desmond Ritter and the UC Bears. He takes the snap. He takes a knee. He pumps his fist. Never. And the celebration begins at Notre Dame Stadium. Opportunity seized. As the Bearcats send a message to the college football world, did you see that? Cincinnati wins it, 24 to 13. You, you, I, I you really didn't take part in that last part. I really dislike the broadcast sheriff. Who <laughs> he knows when to stick it in, boom, turn boom, it boom, boom, boom. a little oh. bit deeper, then bring it back out slowly. That's right. That's right. But the fact of the matter is, FC yeah. really stinks. Xavier, when the student body at Xavier starts chanting, fire Coach deal, fire, when the student they body, did. not yes, good. they turned on, uh, you're mm. playing Seton Hall. Where in the hell is Seton Hall? I, I'm not sure what New that Jersey. is. New Jersey. But North nobody East. knows where it is. No. <laughs> uh, after P.J. Kalisa, after, after, he let, nobody knows where it is. So when you lose at home by 15 to a lousy team that well, they, they, they try to win. They by DePaul at home. Who had won one game. Thank you. So the student body is yelling for the firing of Coach Steele. You know that's a so problem. So what we do best yeah. around here, Willie, we demand for a head coach to be fired. Demand right. for excellence now, baby. Yeah. We want a winner. Everyone loves Zach Taylor right now, by the way. You can't uh, find him with a search warrant who was calling. Uh, five minutes ago, they were calling for his head. Now, no, yeah, no, we, we love him. him. Well, fact of the matter is, Seg... Yep. Give me some sports, but I'm concerned about sports in this town just a little bit with the Bengals. Bengals, when they're done, and we focus on FC, Xavier basketball, UC Bearcat basketball, and the Reds with opening day 30 days from now. Hit it, Seg. Well, the, the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar. Heating and air conditioning dealers, Tempstar. Tempstar. Quality you could feel in Cincinnati. Call the experts. Preferred home comfort. 513-892-HVAC. And somehow on Wednesday, Paul Luck is bringing in Hot Fudge Sundays yeah. and Big Boys on a payoff. I'm not sure how I won, but somehow I won something. <laughs> it's been delayed a bit. This guy's paying off. She's bringing in cakes and sandwiches. Yes. Will you be here Wednesday? Oh, I will now, for sure. Segment, your reaction? Oh, I'm not going to miss that. For what did the, the Wizard of Kenwood eat? As much as I do. Um, Wizard of Kenwood had some edge to him. He was edgy, Seg. I like that. Well, tell George and uh, Brad and Seho to bring me back. How much do you charge for the reappearance? See, that's what it comes witness. down to right now. Right the green there. lettuce of salvation. Right How and you're not getting enough, and so we don't get to, we don't get to hear it. You got a budget to spend just like Mo did in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, MLB today, Willie. Uh, let's go I get live, live talk with what, what they're talking about right now. What is it? Oh, there we go. I got oh, it right yeah. here. They're meeting oh. in a parking lot somewhere. Uh, MLB indicated a willingness to miss a month of games. A and month. took a more oh, threatening oh. tone. 
Threatening. And the opening round of talks today. A threatening tone. It hasn't would, happened yet. Would you guys agree that timing in life is everything, right? Now, if baseball was just coming off a season like the NFL just had, where oh. the games were unbelievable, epic matchups, stars, Josh, Playoffs, all these sort of things, everything. that would be the time to say, you know what? I think it's time to renegotiate our deal. Right now, they're in a bad spot. So why, why wouldn't they come there and say, look, I know you want this, we want that, but can we put this off for a year or two? We gotta, our, our, our ship is literally sinking. It's on fire. You can't say sinking. ship on the radio. No, but postpone this deal for a couple years. Let's three dig years ourselves out. Yes. Keep what we got. So I'm saying. In three years. Get I don't, the deal. Let's meet back I don't together. begrudge people that want a better deal for this and they want more. I, I don't have no problem with that, but timing is everything. Right now, the NFL no. is coming off a humongous Soar, season. Soaring. And makes NBA, a lot of sense to me. Why NBA stinks. Uh, I can't stand to look at LeBron James. However, there's right now there's seven, eight weeks between the NBA final game and the start of the NFL. And right now you have all the stuff to do in Cincinnati. You've got new music venues. Yes. FC stinks. Yes. But the Who's coming by. <laughs> got stuff going on. Right. Now's not the time. No. They have no holy grail. Timing is everything. No write that down, Seg. Seg, can you write that down? Yeah. Timing is how you spell Not in everything. Arabic. Oh. Write it down oh, okay. in English. Plus, uh, we keep hearing that uh, Al Michaels and now Kirk Herbstreet may be going to Amazon on Thursday Night Football. Wait a minute now. What? Say, Rocky Boyman. Wait a minute. Are you now. under contract Wait a minute. Wait a minute. with ESPN or are you going to jump? All I know is that creates another slot in the ESPN fold. The Calvacada stars. Okay. And I got a phone here. I could have called Collinsworth, but no. I, I can't use the phone. Have, have you seen this phone? <laughs> I have. I'm looking at it Could right you now. use that phone? No. Is How that a phone? No, what is that? Is. I think it's a prop. It is, but you can't use it. It's a prop. It's got more buttons it's than a dress. It's a gigantic clock. The clock I, I can't miss the clock. You can burn your retina Jeff, out if you Jeff just look at it too long. I, I stare at that and I start visualizing. I'm looking at the phone that can't be used. I'd have, I'd have take a, I'd have take a pic of the phone and put it on my Twitter account, <laughs> and you tell me how I use the phone. I need directions on this damn phone. You know, some guy named Alexander Graham Bell came by and That's put that in while you were gone. Can, you're like... Like smart, can you figure out the phone? Take a look at this phone. Plug the damn thing in first. I think Maybe that's look it. It's got name, but well, it's pick, okay. It's lit up. What city, please? Pick it up. Hello. Can I get Hold a pizza? To the thing? No, it's got nothing. But yeah, how do you use nothing. the phone? Clearly, you have completely made me. I, 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 I don't know. I uh, could call him, but I, I can't make a phone call. By the way, uh, oops, yeah. Thank you. Speaking <laughs> of things that don't make sense, did you see FEMA's new guidelines for a nuclear yes. explosion? Yeah. Here I'm reading My from it. God. Yes. Uh, among thank other you, things, judge. it tells you to do should a nuclear explosion break out. What? Go to the basement or middle of the building. Stay away from the outer walls. Try to maintain a distance of at least six feet okay. between yourself and people. So Little rock. nuclear holocaust is coming. You get. We're all hell's breaking loose. We're going down in the basement. We got to be safe. Make sure. You keep social distancing. Also, from My this, God. if Thank you're you experiencing a medical emergency, call 911 and okay. let the operator know uh, if you have or think you might have COVID-19, if you can, put a mask what? on. So, what? So what? nuclear bombs. Oh, this is all straight off the FEMA website. FEMA, they worked on this. Right. This is from the Biden administration putting these guidelines out, right? We if got nuclear war like, comes out, here's yeah. what you got to do. You got to get to the basement. You got to be safe. All hell's breaking loose. But, but don't get too close to one another. What Make sure you put a mask on. And watch out for COVID-19. And then be listening to you because you're going to go from the palatial estate over to Mason 
And, you better uh, have a mask on down there. You better be six, you better be six feet away from everybody over there. So FEMA sure. says when Putin sends 5,000 nukes to the United States, he's pissed off. He's in a corner. We put him in a corner. He gets pissed off. And now... I'd say number two is bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. Is that in, yeah. is that in the instructions? No, somewhere? number three here. We'll read this one. Many people may already fear, feel fear and anxiety um, from the coronavirus in 2019. The threat of a nuclear explosion can add to that stress. It's, I swear to God, this what? is off the... What? What? <laughs> what? Add to my stress? Many people what? already what? feel fear yeah. and anxiety about the coronavirus from 2019. The threat of a nuclear explosion can add to that stress. What? And then they're listening to you, and that's more stress. Well, according to Tony Bender, he will not join me in the pod because he says we'll be targeted by thermonuclear ICBMs from Russia, supersonic style. So I don't want to be in the pod. I want to be somewhere else. But if I'm in my basement, make sure Penny is six feet away. Yes, mask. If I got children. Mask up. And I got a mask up because right. it could add to my stress if I'm 2,700 degrees about, all right. of a sudden. <laughs> You're yeah. glowing. If I, I'm glowing, I may have some stress, but dang, keep your dang, mask dang, on. Dang. Are you serious? <laughs> I swear to God. I, look, it's right here. Sick. I don't. That is sick. Look oh, at my God. If I could make a telephone call, I'd make a call right now, but I can't use the phone. Where's Jeff Littlejohn when I need him? Could anyone use that phone? Well, no. the incoming calls you can take. Well, call the number. I'll call right now on air. Try, try let's see, number. Let's yeah. see if Rocky's going to call. Call the I mean, number. Do I call the hotline? Yeah, call the hotline. Uh, I'll call the hotline. Yeah. I got, uh, see what happens. Things looks like a panel from Star Trek, the next generation. It's, it's a telosphere. Hold on, it's, wait a minute, it's ringing. Hello? Is this Rocky Boyman? Yes, it is. Boy, <laughs> what is your temperature? 2,700 degrees centigrade? My eyelids are melting. Keep your mask on, please. Otherwise, you might catch COVID, okay? <laughs> of course, you're dead, but Get it's six feet away. I mean, uh, uh, look at this. I mean, I guess it works. How am I. Did it really work? No, it didn't work. I, I don't think it worked. No, it didn't. Did work. I don't think you want to. I, no. I, I don't think it worked. I, I don't know what to say. Say, give me some more sports, will you? Uh, Willie, let's see, with uh, no uh, agreement in sight between baseball and the Players Association. So COVID's one thing, but nuclear war might add to your Listen, stress. you got to start thinking about what's important, okay? Yeah. I know we yeah. got nuclear yeah. explosions going on, and you got to save your family and yeah. all that. But please, no. please, be sensitive. Yeah. And make Lighting. sure you have your mask on. Don't quit worrying about yourself so much. Worry about others. Yeah. Start thinking distance. about somebody else. Thank you, Rock. You know, nuclear hall around the one beach thing, all day long looking at you-know-what. I'm looking on the golf course. Yeah. By the so, way, is it coincidence that California, Oregon, and the state of Washington ended their COVID and mask mandates the day before the State of the Union address? Is that coincidence or not? Wow, he can talk about, about his great success. You ought to read some of these guidelines from FEMA. He's going to talk about that tomorrow the way, night. There's no food. It's a nuclear winter. No utilities work. By the way, radio doesn't work. Phones phones don't no work. Water. All the hospitals are shut down. You can't open your tap and get any water out of it. You can't you can't flush your toilet. No. But keep your mask on. Correct. You might have a problem. It might add to your stress if there's a nuclear holocaust. See, this already added my well, stress. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God, FEMA is looking after us. It's real. I say you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly, and I want to say that officially you do not Doc. know Doc. what you are talking about same fauci he's talking about himself isn't he who knows Another thing he's talking to dr Rand paul i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my... give me a 30 second rundown on ukraine go we're dead we're in trouble let's not push somebody with six thousand nuclear weapons into a corner and say you have no options but that, everything that's I what I is say. the ukrainians are beating them back and russia can't gain any ground well, I hope so. I hope the Ukrainians hope so get too. the crap out of them. But let's face it, Russia, do you think Putin's going to say, 
you know what? On second thought, we're going to withdraw everything, and I'm sorry. Well, if he does, he's is that had ever going to happen? No, no. Well, if he does, he's had. He's, it, right? he's done. But right. but if he doesn't, if it draws out long oh, enough, you don't have the money with which to fund such a thing. He's pissed off the Swiss. But his, own, but his own country people don't. They, they don't want to. Don't they? Don't want to do this. They want to go to work and make money and to have lives. Vodka. Right. And you got Governor Mike DeWine dumping all the vodka. He doesn't even drink. And say he ought to. This, Maybe ought to start. Yeah. <laughs> The Swiss did not declare war on Adolf Hitler. No. That wasn't serious they're enough. Pissed, they're pissed at Putin. He's costing us some jack. Right no there. chocolate for yeah. you, mister. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. how about the Swedes? They're not part of NATO. They're saying, we want to join NATO. Yeah. What a great ploy by Vladimir so, Putin. I mean, literally the whole world is against you. We don't know where China is. Presumably they're kind of with them, but they'll turn and run if it doesn't look good. Chop suey. So I think Sykes, he's screwed. Give me some more sports. I don't know. Well, he, uh, let's see. Uh, back to baseball for a back moment. Back to baseball. The Players Association is authorizing starting tomorrow monthly stipends of $5,000. Oh, yeah, that's what everybody wants. Now we got right them. Now nah, that'll teach you. Uh, everybody's like, it, great. It, right. stipends it increases to $15,000 April 1st. If, if you were to ask that age-old question, how are we looking? Not good. Thank you, Marty. That's what people want to hear about. I that's still think they're going to settle. They're gonna, you want to make a hot foot Sunday bet? They settle by Wednesday. So I, bet you, I bet you hot fudge Sundays and big boys. I'll uh, bet you that there's at least a few games canceled. They will settle this case this week. So you're, you're betting they're going to start on time. Yes. I'm going to say they're going to be postponed for some duration I'm with time. Rock. They can't be this stupid. Hot fudge There's Sunday. no way on earth they, if, they, if they settle it today... They're barely within the... Uh, to They'll get play the, some doubleheaders and some off games, but I'll pay off no. all my hot foot Sunday bets through Paul Luck on Wednesday. All my bets are paid. I'm not sure if I won or lost, but I'm having them all paid off. I have designated him as my relief pitcher. Come on in, Paul. You just don't want to pay for anything. I don't want to pay for anything. Thank By you. the way, <laughs> if, yeah, I, if I get a notice, and my phone you. dings and say, report to the pod... I'm not going Are because you gonna, that's where yeah, they're going to target. Our only, you're our last hope. But they're I, know. I mean, the last thing some people will hear will you be your voice before they go upstairs. But who are you taking with you? That's the question. Kimberly Guilfoyle, Sheree yes. Palello, me, yes. Tanya Rourke, Rocky, yes. Dana Perino. Yes. I've decided to take Sarah Elise. Yes. Wait a minute now. I'm they just say saying. you don't go fishing what? off the company dock. You've heard just, that saying, just right? Saying. Just well, saying. What works here. Just about the first lady. I'm just saying. Oh, she's. Uh, I'm not sure she would agree. Depends. <laughs> oh, so I might have you, the first lady, and Sarah Elise in this in, a, in about a five by seven room. You might as well be on wrestling tonight on Raw. We've all made out with each other here at iHeart. Wait a minute now. Hit that again. Hit that again. We've all made out with each other here at iHeart. Rock, your comments. <laughs> No, no comment. I'm not sure my wife would agree. Segman, your reaction? <laughs> Sarah Elise I, I in the pod. And it's up to us to procreate for the future of mankind. <laughs> She'll go take the arsenic pill and <laughs> She'll say, it. that's it. <laughs> See it. Well, we had a good run. But yeah, great. Mankind is done. It's but fine. remember, FEMA says the line when, cross. when nuclear bombs strike, make sure you have six-foot separation yes. and you wear your mask. Correct. Because it may add to your stress. Yes. Can't be too safe in those kind of situations. What do you have on the big show, Rock? I don't know. You have no clue. <laughs>
I know you got FEMA rules and regulations to <laughs> isn't follow. Isn't it uh, Tanya O'Rourke Monday? No, that's ta- that's Tuesdays with oh, Tanya. Sorry. Can't Mondays doesn't rhyme. So Pardon we me. Go Tuesdays. Sounds like Tuesdays. a rendezvous every we do, Tuesday. Tuesdays with Tanya. We, we do have a really good guest at three thirty-five. His name is Edward Lynch. He's a chair of Poly Sci at Hollins University. Folks who heard him last week, this dude has it all broken down. This is one of the best guests on Ukraine. You'll hear. Let's break it down. Dean Reed is coming along. We got a like we got a big show. I like Real big show. We had, we had your friend Mike DeWine on. We got the deal deal. It's going to be a new bridge. He said the Great American Bridge. Will I be alive to see it? The completion of it. How old's your son? He's eight. He's got a shot. You uh, have no shot. Zero. None. None. The Little Rock may get, may get his chopper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by then, won't we be flying over the water anyway? Jetsons. I mean, seriously. I'm... Like 25 years, won't we be doing that? Second man, get me out of the suits report. Remember, take your mask with you to the bomb shelter. Well, in honor of the IOC, UEFA and FIFA. UEFA. Banning UEFA. Russia. Latifa. Banning Russia. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. The Wizards got a taxi waiting. I've got a bottle of wild Irish rose and a procal harem oh, waiting Lord. for me. Don't come no, a-knocking no, if you see the Wizards' ten a rock. Are you speaking Arabic there or English? English. Maybe you had that one scene where you run this little rug and it elevated. That was good work right there. Thank you. You're welcome. They can, do, they can do wonders over Channel 5. Got to go. Let's continue with more. Bill Cunningham, always <laughs> noon to 3. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. wait, 700. <laughs> 700 WLW. I don't like what you said, Marshall. I don't care what you like, Jesse. Best get ready to draw. Just say the word. Sometimes life can feel a little stressful, but you can always kick back and relax with Eddie and Rocky. Tune in, forget about your worries, and join the show. Go ahead, join us, and get happy. I drew a little bunny in a yellow hat. I did a landscape of boot here. That's mighty fine drawing, Marshall. Eddie and Dango Rocky, this afternoon at 3 on 700 WLW. You know, cold weather continues here in the tri-state. The one thing we do know is if your home is properly insulated by USA Insulation, you're going to be warm this winter and cool in the summer. Steve with USA Insulation is offering a special incentive right now to you as a great American. Whole home insulation, and you call and make an appointment. Guess what? $99 a month. I said $99 a month interest-free. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Steve with USA USA Insulation wants to make sure you and your family stay warm all winter and cool in the summertime, saving money every day. There have been thousands and thousands of happy, satisfied customers saving money every day on their utility bills. In fact, their home is properly insulated. It pays for itself. USA Insulation wants to get it done right now. Here's the number to call, 513-381-FOAM. That's 513-381-3626 or, of course, usainsulation.net. Delve into the case of the 2016 slaughter of eight members of an Ohio family on the Pink Moon Murders podcast. Investigative journalist David Raderman tells the story of a night that shocked the nation with its brutality. Who would commit such horrific crimes and why? Schools went into lockdown. Stores closed. 
and home doors were bolted shut as word spread that a mass murderer was on the loose. Listen to The Pink Moon Murders on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Research shows that people remember radio ads with a booming voice that emphasizes all the main points. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.